0: You are Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Horn Frogs, daily TCU podcast. It is Friday, March 12th. Thanks for joining me today on the show. Let's close out the week strong. And I wanted to start today um, by digging into this Jamie Dixon situation a little bit more. And don't worry, this is not going to be um, an everyday thing. In fact, you know, after I kind of cover some ground today on the topic, I probably want to address it for a while longer unless, you know, we get some news one way or the other in the next few weeks. But yesterday I went uh, pretty deep in the first two segments saying, hey, I just, I think it's time for these two sides to part ways. I don't see this working. I feel like the program is very stagnant. Um, I think they need new leadership and, you know, I, I'm not taking that charge lightly. like I get it. It's not fun to call for people's jobs. I don't want to be in the habit of doing it. I don't want to be a hot take guy, but I just feel like that's where we're at. Um, they have steadily declined since the UCLA flirtation, and I, I don't have a ton of cause for optimism right now. Uh, I got some listener feedback on the topic though, and I'd like to um, share some of that with you and then respond to it. And also, just some things that I've thought throughout the day as I've kind of chewed on the topic more. But uh, Gary Patterson, not the coach, but uh, Gary, who listens to us, said you can make the case the early success wasn't even with his own players. And then he went on to name some rep- possible replacements, uh, Florida assistant Jordan Mincy, Duke assistant John Shire. Um, I haven't even got there yet, but that's, I mean, that's great if you're thinking that far ahead. Um, I don't really know what direction they would go in terms of uh, a replacement, but those are some names from uh, Gary that I think make a lot of sense. And I feel like hotshot assistant would probably be the way to go and, and the easiest route to go if you were going to replace him. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's something that's, that's really fascinating. Now, I'll give Dixon credit. I mean, he brought in Jalen Fisher, who was a big part of those um, teams that had early success. Uh, he brought in Desmond Bain, who turned into an NBA player. But Kenridge Williams was a Trent Johnson guy. You know, Alex Robinson was technically a Trent Johnson guy. Uh, I can't remember what Vlad's situation was. I don't know if he came in uh, when Dixon took over, if that was, you know, pre-Dixon. But nonetheless, a lot of that roster or a significant part of that roster was from the Trent Johnson era, and he added some impact players to that group, and it, things turned out to uh, turn around really fast. Brandon Parrish was a, a Trent Johnson guy, um, but he got things turned around in a hurry, and all of a sudden they were, you know, NIT champs in year one, they made the NCAA tournament in year two, and even in year three, made the NIT Final Four, and it was disappointing because you felt like they were an NCAA tournament team going into the season, but still were very formidable, um, but just couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. In the last couple seasons, things have really gone downhill. And then Tommy, who listens to us frequently as well, I'll try to uh, paraphrase some of what he said on the topic. Um, we should have let him go when he wanted out and went to uh, tried to go to UCLA. He coaches and runs the program like he doesn't want to be here. Uh, and he thinks the roster currently only has two or three Big 12 players. Uh, and he brought up another good point there. Are no seniors on this team and how that illustrates – a failure by the coaching staff. And, yeah, Tommy, that's a really good point. It's something I didn't bring up yesterday, but there has been kind of a mass exodus of players in the last few years and guys that haven't stuck around. And you do wonder, I mean, is that just college basketball, college sports in general, there's more player movement than ever before. But what's attributed to that? You know, something's going on there. Is it just the vibe the program's putting up across what's happening that is making these players leave in, in mass droves. and why do you have a roster that is, is so so young? because they, they are one of the youngest teams in the country. And if you were going to spin that in a positive, uh, it's, it's hardly ever this simple, but there is something to the fact of in college sports, the teams that do the best are generally the most experienced teams. And teams that play together, that stay together, that you know, core group, um, gels as one unit can be great. And you're seeing, I mean, an example of that, and I am not saying this team is anywhere near the team I'm going to compare it to, but Baylor has a ton of seniors. They're one of the oldest teams in the league. Now, they also have very, very talented players. Jared Butler's a star. Davion Mitchell's a great player. Maceo O'Teague's a great player. But I'm just saying if you have impact players that can stay together for a little while, there is the potential to grow. Um, when I, when I put this out there on Wednesday night, I tweeted during that debacle of a K state game, I simply said, I think it's time to move on from the Jamie Dixon era. I got some pushback for that, but it wasn't really from TCU fans. Um, you know, there was like one or two TCU fans that said, Hey, I'd give them another year, but they weren't coming strong. Like, yes, let's, you know, stay the course with Jamie Dixon The majority of people that responded to that tweet and were asking me about it or kind of pushing back on my opinion there were uh, honestly folks that were cheering for other Big 12 teams. And I don't mean like sometimes opposing fan bases if, you know, you have a team that's struggling. Like, for instance, like Tom Herman, there were always snarky comments from opposing fans that were like, oh, yeah, Texas, you got to lock Tom Herman up long term. Like, keep him there for – five, ten more years, he's doing such a great job. And obviously that was joking because we all know Tom Herman was really struggling at the University of Texas, and they never reached their full potential. I don't think this was the case, or in this case, I don't feel like that's what people were trying to convey to me. I feel like they were seriously asking, and they were sort of surprised, like why would you get rid of Jamie Dixon at TCU? So I want to address that next, sort of the, the narrative that got thrown at me last night and what people were asking me about and what people were saying. Um, we'll discuss that. Also, I mean, let's be positive here too. TCU women won tonight in a thrilling game against Kansas. Um, so we'll break that down and look ahead to their matchup tomorrow against Baylor. That's all coming up next. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They are fantastic. Love working with betonline.ag. And as we approach March Madness, it's coming next week. It's really already here with all the conference tournament games, but this is a great time to get involved with a wagering because, hey, there is going to be plenty of live sports over the next month or so and you want to make sure you have the latest lines you have good information so you can make some informed decisions and make some money today betonline.ag it's a great news source they make it easy and simple for you it's run by lee sterling from paramount sports join today and use the promo code locked on and get a 20% sign up bonus so if you don't want to use your money use their money sign up today betonline.ag all right, back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily CCU podcast. Last podcast of the week. Appreciate you joining me today. And uh, in the last segment, I was you know talking about the Jamie Dixon situation. And when I put out that tweet on Wednesday night and said, "Hey, I just I think it's time for them to move on and go in a different direction and part ways," I said a lot of the pushback I got was from people that uh, cheer for opposing teams. But I don't think it was in a a snarky way. You know, I don't think it was in a um, a way where they're just laughing at the job that he was doing. I do think it was genuine. And the narrative that kept getting thrown to me or the question that kept getting asked from me or by me was basically, who are you going to go get that's better? Like, Jamie Dixon has a tr- proven track record. He did a nice job at Pitt. Uh, now, I will say, when he left Pitt, they weren't exactly you know, begging him to stay, but he had a really good run at Pitt, good coach, he's an alum, where do you go from here, and I I do feel like this is kind of similar to Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, you went and got the guy that everybody thought was going to fix everything, well now he hasn't fixed everything, so when you uh, have another coaching search, what are you going to do, because you you thought you found the dude. So now you're back at square one. And most people are asking me, well, the, the program's bad. Where are you, Who are you going to go get that's going to do a better job? And you know, like, historically, they're right. The program is not very good. Um, it hasn't been, aside from a couple of years of Billy Tubbs in the 90s. It's mainly been, you know, a mediocre to bad program that puts out subpar product as far as team goes year after year all that being said there would be interest for this job because it's a power five job and there's only so many of those across the country also tc in the metroplex and is this a difficult job yeah it is but You're right, I mean, you're in the backyard of a lot of really good basketball players, some really good talent in the DFW area. If you can just get some of those people to stay home, you're going to be in good shape. TCU has shown that they're willing to commit a significant amount of resources to it. I mean, they renovated the gym. They've made that facility a lot better. They paid Jamie Dixon handsomely. So this is a good job. I mean, this is not, it's, it's still a place where you can go and, I think, win. And, yes, historically, the program has not been very good. But just look at the state of Texas. Down in Lubbock, Lubbock at Texas Tech, Chris Beard has done a fantastic job. He's figured out how to win there. Down the road in Waco, Scott Drew. Took him a while, but he figured it out. And he's built one of the best programs in the country down there at Baylor. And those two schools were similar to TCU, had no basketball history, no recent success. They just hit on the right coaches. So if you hit on the right guy, if you hit on the program builder, then – you can be successful. And I think TZU has a lot to offer and TZU basketball has a lot to offer to whoever could take over if uh, if this goes down. And I'll add the caveat, I don't think it's going to go down. I just don't see it happening. I feel like they're going to keep Jamie around for another year. But also on the topic of who are you going to go get that's better? Like, so is... Uh, is TCU just supposed to give up on basketball? You know? Because, well, this job is not the best job in the country, so should we even try? I mean, that's silly. Like, of course you're still trying. Kansas is going to go hire somebody else? Now, that's a totally different situation because they uh, they botched everything and didn't look into Les Miles' history, and now they're back at square one. But they're not going to throw in the towel on football? And TCU shouldn't throw in the towel on basketball. Sell the job. It's a good job. It can be a good job. It has not been, but it could get there. So make sure people know about it. So no, it doesn't make sense to just say, well, what are you going to do? We're TCU. I mean, that's like... That's not what this program's about. That's not what the athletic department's about. And if Dixon doesn't work, yeah, that hurts because everybody thought he was going to be the guy. And early on, it looked like he was going to be that dude. But he's not that dude right now. And I think it's time to give someone else another chance. And all these people that push back on this on this topic that were from opposing fan bases, I think at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to they don't they don't really watch TCU basketball, which I don't blame them. I mean, if I didn't if if I didn't have to be locked into it, I don't know how much TCU basketball I'd watch. So they're not actually seeing the team struggle. What they're doing is they're looking at it and they're saying, "Well, it's Jamie Dixon." He's better than any ge- coach they've ever had. They should just be grateful that he's there. And if they move on from him, it's going to be a terrible situation. And I just I don't think that's guaranteed. I feel like this is an attractive job for someone. It's a Power 5 job. Again, TCU has shown they're willing to commit resources to basketball. You're in a great recruiting hotbed. You're right there in the Metroplex. Someone should and will be interested in this if they decide to make that move. I think it's time. I feel like it's time for another voice in that locker room and to get some energy and momentum back with the program. We'll come back and wrap things up. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment here on Locked on Horned Frogs, and uh, let's talk some positive things. Let's give the TCU women a shout-out. They get a victory tonight over Kansas, or actually we got the victory Thursday night when I'm recording this, 75-72. to 72. Huge night from Lauren Hurd. Uh, Lauren had 26 points. Not a great shooting day, 6-21, but she got a lot of things done from the line, 13-18 of 18 from the free-throw line on the night. Um, Yummy Morris had a nice game with fifteen points. Tavi Diggs had twenty points. Frog shot the ball pretty well on this night. Thirty-seven percent from the field. And uh, they get the victory over Kansas. They grinded this out. They're actually up by sixteen early in the fourth quarter. Looked like they were gonna cruise to a victory. And then KU made a huge run, got this thing within two with under a minute to go. But TCU able to hold on. So their uh, their reward. Well, they're playing Baylor on Friday. On Friday afternoon, they're playing the Bears at 1.30. So monitor that game. And tough draw. But that's, I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the Big 12 tournament. Um, we'll see if the Lady Frogs can pull off a massive upset on Friday afternoon. But big win over Kansas, keeping their season alive for another day. And TCU Baseball weekend series against Gonzaga. Gonzaga uh, took Tech to the wire in a couple midweek games, lost both of those games by one run. So obviously the Zags are pretty good. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Tech um, fan, and they said, yeah, Gonzaga threw a lot of arms in those two games. So we'll see kind of what depth they have left um, going into the weekend. You know, I don't know if Johnny Ray is available For TCU, he was out last week because of COVID protocol. And I know when that report came down, they said there was a possibility he might miss this weekend series too. But hopefully that's not the case. TCU baseball coming your way. On Monday, we'll recap the TCU baseball weekend with Eric Hughes. And don't worry, we got football coming too. Spring football is hurtling towards us quickly. It never stops. It's always fun. This is Locked On Horned Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.